Welcome to See Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. I am Kevin Palmieri. I am the host, the CFO, and the co-founder of Next Level University. We are a global top 100 podcast with over 1,000 episodes, 600,000 downloads, and amazing listeners in over 125 plus countries. What is your podcast about? Our podcast is all about holistic self-improvement. So I think there's a lot of people out there who can talk about making more money or how to have a better relationship. But there aren't necessarily a lot of people who have a well-rounded life in terms of they are the healthiest, wealthiest, most in love versions of themselves. So we have a health, wealth, life and love approach to self-improvement. That's our jam. I love that. And so you interviewed different guests for that? We did. So we started with interviews and then Mm -hmm. we went from one episode a week to two to three to five to six to seven. And when we got to seven, we said, honestly... I think we're going to stay in our lane. We're going to do solo episodes because at the end of the day, we know our audience at a very deep level because we've had a lot of conversations with them. And we were coming across a lot of guests that I think they forgot about how they actually got to where they were. Mm. And it was very hard to have somebody on the podcast who's very successful tell our audience like, well, you don't have to work that hard. If you believe in yourself, things will happen. It's like, I understand what you're saying, but that's just layer one of positive affirmations or belief or the law of attraction. There's a lot more that goes into it. What makes you an expert in your field? That's a a question. I don't know if I've been asked often. It's interesting. I would say the fact that I have, number one, I'm living proof of what's possible with self-improvement, especially holistic self-improvement. But I have learned every single day for the last five years. I'm constantly listening to books. I'm constantly watching YouTube. We have a 1,000, 1,100 episodes on the, the subject. So it's one of those things where... I didn't mean it like proved to me. I just went, how do you know what you know? Hara, one of the best things that ever happened to me, one of my fears was somebody was going to call me out and say, how do you justify charging somebody for coaching? And one time somebody reached out to me and said, hey, they prefaced it. They said, I don't mean this as anything negative. I'm just curious. Why do you get the charge for coaching? And it was like, oh my goodness, my biggest fear just happened. And I went through and I said, I appreciate the fact that you're prefacing it. Here are the reasons. And it's very much what you and I just did. Like I've just studied this every single day longer than many people. And I know I'm at least two steps ahead of the people I'm helping. Absolutely. You know, I know uh, many coaches who were coached, learned something and now coach. Mm -hmm. This is what I had to learn about myself, that I'm not saying anything new but I have my own voice and I have a way to offer it that nobody else can. And so it's valuable just in that fact that I'm me. That's powerful. That's a powerful perspective. It took a long time because I'm not saying anything new. I almost think nobody is. So what is exactly... Is it holistic nutrition? What did you say? Holistic self-improvement. So it's life, love, health, and wealth. So you can get rid of life because that kind of encapsulates it all, but it flows better with with four. So it's health, wealth, and love. Health, 
mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Wealth, how do you make your money? Where do you spend your money? And where do you invest your money? Mm -hmm. And then love, self-love, as well as relationships. I really think those are really the pillars to life. And the interesting thing is, so I have a co-host, Alan, business partner, best guy in the world. We both have been very successful in all three throughout our lives, but it usually was at the detriment of one of the others. Mm. So I was in the best shape of my life, but my relationship burned to the ground. I made the most money I'd ever made in my entire life. My mental health burned to the ground. So our goal really was, well, how do we help people get everything at the same time? It's a challenge, but it's better that way. Before you found this and this is what you're doing, what were you doing before? And was there an obstacle or hurdle that you've overcome? Before I did this, I was the foreman for a weatherization company. So weatherization basically means you go into a building and it's your job to make it more energy efficient. That's it, right? So it, it doesn't allow heat to escape, cold air to come in, whatever it may be. I was making anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour as a 25-year-old man with no college degree, which mm -hmm. was amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. But I had everything that anybody could ever want. I had my dream car. My girlfriend was a model. Again, I had the body of my dreams. I had everything that anybody could ever want, but I was miserable. I was just so, so unhappy. My girlfriend ended up leaving me. And when she left me, I had to look in the mirror and say, what is going on here? Like, how did this happen? How did this happen so quickly with you not realizing what was going on? And that's when I started, I started self-improvement. That was my initial dive. There was pain. I said, I want to get out of this pain. I got to get better. I got to understand myself at a deeper level. So what I did that I think a lot of people make the mistake of doing, I focused on self-improvement, but I focused on making more money. I said, if I make more money, maybe some of this stuff will kind of wash itself out. So we'll focus on that. So that next year, I was on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. Every single week I was living in hotels for my job. I was always on the road. I got to the end of that year. I opened up my final pay stub and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. Mm -hmm. I had another one of those moments of, oh my goodness, I've put so much emphasis of my internal state into this external stuff. What's going on here? So I realized in that moment, Hara, most of my life, I was living unconsciously. I wanted to live hyper-consciously. I want to be acutely aware of everything I'm doing, everything I'm thinking. So I started a podcast. The podcast was a passion project, something I love doing, but it's very hard to balance a podcast and traveling, especially back then for me. And I just didn't care about my job anymore because I didn't care about the money. I didn't want to be away. I wanted to be home. I was so homesick all the time. I just missed being home. So I started calling out of work. I'd show up late. I'd leave the job site early. Eventually, it got to the point where I would have to be in New Jersey, which is a six-hour ride from where I lived, at 7 a.m. on Monday. I would go to bed on Sunday in my bed, and I would sleep from like nine till midnight. And I would get up and drive six hours straight to the job site just because I couldn't do another night in the hotel. Like I just needed to be home. Yeah. Kept getting worse and worse. And eventually, I was in a hotel room in New Jersey. And my alarm went off at 5.15 in the morning. I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. I didn't, you know, I've done it a thousand times at this point. And the best way to explain it is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. It was just mayhem in my mind. One was saying, you're stuck here forever. You're never going to make $100 an hour again, Kev. Like you have to stay here. You can't leave. If you do leave, what will your friends think? If you do leave, what will your family think? 
And if you do leave, do you think you're going to start a pot, like really become a successful podcaster? That's, that's not how this works for you. And in that moment, I felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. Mm-hmm. And that was the, probably the third or fourth time I had had those thoughts. And I had already been to therapy. I thought I was quote unquote fixed or healed. I thought I was past that. And I ended up texting my business partner and talking to him about it. And he said, Kev, so much has changed over the last few years for you, but the environment hasn't changed that much. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So I ended up leaving my job and then becoming a very broke entrepreneur mm-hmm. who wanted to become a full-time podcaster, speaker, and coach. And that was probably, I don't know, four years ago at this point. And you succeeded doing all those things? Yeah. Now we're, this is what I do for a living. We, awesome. We're doubling in revenue every year. Our listens are the highest they've ever been. So everything is happening in a wonderful way. What I will add though, most people say, it's usually like, then I left my job and here we are today. The next three years after I left my job, like the first three years of entrepreneurship were harder than anything I've ever done. Harder than the travel. Like I was very broke, couldn't pay rent, couldn't buy my girlfriend Christmas presents, couldn't fix my car when it broke down. That level of, of broke, which definitely was a challenge. But I also learned a lot about myself and, and what real gratitude is for me. What kind of things did you do for self-improvement and to keep going? Hmm. So I really tried to figure out, and this was with the help of my business partner, what are the most important habits that I should be doing every day? Mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur now. I don't have a schedule. I don't have a boss. I can choose what, like, what are the most important things I should be doing? Mm -hmm. So initially it started as I would track my finances every day. I would meditate every day. I would post on social media every day. And I was focused on learning. Eventually, we got to a point where we were interviewing a very successful Hollywood producer in his mansion in California. And my business partner and him were talking about business. And I remember I told Alan after, I said, I felt like such an idiot in that conversation. Like here I am in California at this mansion, supposed to be living it up, having a time in my life, but I feel super insecure and I don't feel intelligent enough. And he said, well, Kev, we got to make sure you're learning every day. And that was like, oh, interesting. Okay, I haven't been learning as much as I could. So that's when that really, really started for me. But another one for me is, I really try to reflect every day and take time to, number one, see how far we've come, but just see see what's changed that I haven't realized has changed yet. Things change so fast, but so slow that oftentimes you don't recognize them. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that really, really helped me. And then this simple question, profound question, just asking myself why. If you can ask yourself why throughout the day, why am I avoiding this? Why am I drawn to this? I think that'll help you understand yourself at a deeper level. And when you understand you at a deeper level, that helps you understand everything at a deeper level. That's really good. How old are you? I am 33. I just turned 33 in August. You seem very mature and way ahead of the curve. I really appreciate when people want to change or want to better themselves or want to improve. And that's not usually the case because we're getting through the day, there's no time to reflect on why. Is this just your personality or is this a real choice you made when you were at the edge of the bed? That is a very, a very thoughtful question. As much as my ego would like to say, this is just who I am. This is really a a five-year-old version of Kevin. When I started the podcast in 2017, when I say my focus was being on hyper-conscious, everything shifted of like, I need to know why I'm acting the way I am. I need to know why I'm afraid of this. So. No, this version of Kevin is five years old. 
I certainly was a tumbleweed for most of my life. Mm. Uh, my mom passed away when I was 18 and then I have to just get through college and then I have to hurry up and get married. And then I have to take care of these two kids because I've gotten divorced. And so it was just pay the bills and there was no chance to reflect. When I first started learning things and seeing how I could bring them into my life, that was such a profound moment of, I asked Alan this, I said, why does it matter how much you know, Alan? I don't understand it. It wasn't from a place of ego. It was just like, I don't understand why you learn so much. And he's like, well, Kev, when you have a growth mindset and you work on yourself, your competence changes and then your opportunities do. And I remember when I started seeing that pay off, it was like, oh, interesting. And it was this very foreign way of living that I, I didn't have. So yeah, to your point, it, in the beginning, I was just winging it and mm-hmm. I had no idea what self-improvement was. So yeah, yeah, a lot can change when the direction does. You keep talking about your partner. Who is he and why did you listen to him? <laughs> That is a great question. He asks me that very often. My business partner, co-founder, co-host, his name's Alan, Alan Lazarus. It's interesting. I listened to him because I knew he was different. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So he was making like $200,000 at his corporate job. He left to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I never knew why. Like, I didn't know he had a car accident. He had a car accident at 26. I had my suicidal thoughts at 26. So we both had quarter-life crises, as we call them. Mm-hmm. And... Him and I went to high school together and we went to middle school together. We were really good friends in middle school. We played spin the bottle in the basement with the popular (laughs) girls in middle school. But in high school, we kind of had a falling out because he was very confident and I was very insecure Mm -hmm. and, you know, water and oil don't necessarily mix. Mm -hmm. But I remember I saw him at a party. I think this was like right after I started the podcast and him and I reconnected and we started talking. And ever since then, he was, he was more of a mentor than a friend, Mm -hmm. really. I knew he knew more than I did. I didn't know by how much, but I also knew he knew more than almost anybody else I knew because Mm -hmm. I wasn't exactly surrounded with self-improvement from the beginning. So I listened to him because I believed it would be worth it. Yeah. That's all I had to go on. He told me in the beginning, he's like, we're going to succeed. I promise. Like I, no matter what, we will be successful. And I, I didn't believe it often, but I always knew if we could make it, it would be worth it. And that's, that's the belief I hung on to the longest. I coach on peak performance, holistic self-improvement I coach on, but the majority of my coaching is in consulting is podcasting. Okay. Alan does peak performance coaching and business coaching only. So we've been able to divide and conquer. We both can coach on each But we realized, well, I want to be the podcast guy eventually. Like, that's what I want to. I just started another podcast about podcasts. And (laughs) he wants to do high level business coaching, which he's really doing now. So it all depends on where we are, what we're looking for and what the ultimate goal is. But yeah, we we both can do both. I focus more on podcasts. He focuses more on the, the business and what we talk about. Have you been told that you have a radio voice? Yes, I have been told that. As somebody who listens to my own voice, I don't get it. I, to me, it just sounds like me, but I, I think maybe it's the microphone. Maybe the microphone's doing the work for me. I don't think so. I have a microphone. No. <laughs> I believe that your reality becomes the parts of your imagination that you hold onto and pour into the longest. I've had many thoughts over the last five years, many goals 
But the one thing I thought about the most and I focused on the most and I walked toward the most was the podcast. And that's the reason it is where it is because mm-hmm. I just never lost focus. It's very challenging to understand where you could be five years from today if you focused on five things and said, I'm going to do nothing else. Just understand the reality that you're creating is based on what you're focusing on and what you focus on is going to expand and it's going to expand into your reality eventually. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of See Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thanks for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.